dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. Writing a paper with lots of co-authors. Success in academia is often measured in papers and the best papers seem to be those with about a million authors on them. Writing anything down on paper seems daunting enough without having to share it with a bunch of others who are going to give their judgment using the edit and comment function on Word, which makes everything a horrifying read. And this is all before you've even submitted anything to the dreaded journal reviewers. So how does one manage this as a lowly ECR? Over the years, I've developed a couple of tricks that I do find useful, but it'd be great to hear how others do it. First off, authorship. The first paper I, and probably most people will take a lead on, is during one's PhD. (coughs) I was pretty fresh-faced in academia at this time. I didn't really know any of the etiquette, so to speak, that goes with authorship. I recall having a very basic conversation with my primary supervisor, who was so super patient with me. She actually spent time explaining some of those unwritten authorship rules. For example, as a PhD student, you have all your PhD supervisors on the author list and perhaps a relevant mentor or pseudo supervisor. As the person doing all the writing, you are first on the author list, but the last author is usually the most senior person or the person taking most responsibility for supervising you, your primary supervisor, or perhaps supervising this part of the work you're doing. For example, if the paper is about a qualitative study you did and your second or third supervisor specialises in this methodology, then they might be your last author on this paper and thus the most senior person in this area. Now, who goes in between and how? In general, in science, you list co-authors in order of seniority or responsibility from right to left. On the rare occasion, you have a huge number of authors who contributed equally or who have equal status, then they might go alphabetically. Some more social science journals might go left to right. If you're unsure, it is worth having a conversation about it. It seems so simple, but it carries so much weight. In fact, I'd recommend addressing authorship as soon as you can once the list of authors has been agreed. Be open about it. Maybe even ask what people want, particularly those senior author spots. And then once the senior spots are agreed, make a list of where you feel people should or could go and check everyone is happy. I'd check with individual verbal conversations or individual emails to be sure. It's important to say here also that the amount of work the person's done is relevant to the order in which they appear on the authorship list. So people who've done more and more work should go in more senior roles. Dishing out the writing. If the paper is part of your PhD or your personal research study, you usually need to do all the writing for the first draft. It is, after all, a piece of writing arising from your research. If you're coordinating a paper based on a more collaborative project, then it's wise to have an explicit conversation about who will write what. So let's deal with the PhD paper first. I recall not actually realising that my supervisors might provide quite as much feedback as they did. In other words, be prepared for lots of input and view feedback as a positive. I know I have learned vast amounts from the written comments I've received. I am a product of the late 80s 80s and early 90s state school 
education system within the UK. This means I was never explicitly taught, gra- taught grammar and punctuation. The pedagogy at the time suggested children would absorb and learn rather than needing to be taught the rules explicitly. In my case, this wasn't entirely effective and my supervisors have kindly and patiently added the odd comment to remind me of these rules. It's incredibly helpful and I realise I am improving both my academic writing style and my basic grammar. Many of my supervisors have developed neat ways of saying things over the years. They will often share those with me too and thus neaten up my work. I find myself in turn sharing these with others now. Having addressed a first round of comments, I have in the past had to deal with two or three rounds from the most senior author before then sending my article out to remaining authors for a further round of comments. These comments take time to deal with, but are incredibly important. Each of the authors must read a paper to warrant a paper place on your authorship team. What about those other papers? Those collaborative ones may seem a little trickier. Sometimes putting together a shared document you can all work on concurrently is useful. Having assigned sections allows individuals to get on with their relevant sections independently under their own steam. And setting deadlines can streamline the process. I should have mentioned deadlines sooner. I feel deadlines, not hard stops, but target dates are essential for collaborating on a paper. Having a deadline for people to complete a draft version of their section or editing another section or sending you their affiliations is the only way to ensure you can actually progress. Though rather than inflicting a deadline, talking about deadlines in meetings and then agreeing them is perhaps more collaborative or suggesting that as the lead you are keen to submit a paper by X date so could everybody get their information to you by Y date please is also fine as long as the dates are doable. Doing the writing. Once you have those comments back, when you have a paper which has accumulated a load of red marks, do not be put off. I remember feeling, and I still do occasionally, a bit overwhelmed by the red. It is really hard to read and visually process a paper with too much of this stuff in it. I have since had a few students become extremely tearful and upset when they open papers to see a tidal wave of red like this. I am now quite explicit. I suggest you scan through the red just to make it sure it all makes sense. This is particularly important to do if you're working with someone you don't know so well. If it's someone you regularly collaborate with, you might be able to anticipate their suggestions and you just need to get the gist of what they're saying. Then accept all these changes they've made, if you agree. Don't spend too much time on this. Now you can go back and read through the comments dealing with them one by one, complete all the easy comments, then go back and do another sweep to deal with the harder comments. If you strongly disagree with what someone has suggested, don't make the change. But generally, as a junior, it's worth taking on your more experienced colleagues' suggestions. Sometimes collaborative papers are best written together live and thus jointly. This is also a brilliant way to learn about the process of writing. It is probably best done with only one or two others at the same time. But if one person is able to show or share the manuscript and you talk through each sentence, it can actually be both super fun and rather satisfying. I've only done this a few times with colleagues I know quite well, but I've also felt really valued in the process. Other people will often take on your 
your suggestions as well as you taking on board theirs, I find there is more reciprocity in this method of working together perhaps. Final touches. Once you've finalised the paper, always send it round for a final sweep. I sometimes do this a couple of weeks before I intend to submit, if I feel it needs another review. If I'm feeling more confident or there's an urgent deadline, then I send it just as I submit to say, here we are, this is what we have submitted. I would also consider circulating it again with reviewer comments. At this stage, I tend to try and deal with the comments first, then circulate the response to reviewers, to my colleagues, and flag anything I need anyone else to check. Finally, the glory. Never to forget to circulate your paper on publication. This is the good bit. Send it round, alert people to the good news and treat yourself to a glass of bubbles or something celebratory. It doesn't matter whether you've published, sorry, it doesn't matter where you've published, but that you have published. Well done. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.